Welcome back to Corporate Strategy, the podcast that could have been an email. I'm Bruce. And I'm Clark. And today's episode is going to be a little different. Uh, quick story time. What Clark and I were actually talking before, we have we have tight timeline <laughs> to record today's episode. So we're taking a break from our, our yeah, traditional... Uh, I am leaving my current job and starting a new job on Monday. And Woo, party! The, this yes. is great! Party indeed. Um, it, it's very bittersweet. We will have to dissect and talk about the whole transformation like we talked about on a different, mm-hmm. more structured episode. But just saying goodbye to everybody and having to like trade off and hand off everything is freaking exhausting. Like this week has been <laughs> a nightmare and it should be like celebration and exciting. But no, I just worked my butt off while trying to make sure that no one feels left out for the goodbye. But that's not yeah. what I wanted to share. Um, actually, before we do that... <laughs> So I had an oh, idea. Man. I had an idea. We are we are all over and I'm loving it. This is I'm my all mind twenty four seven. Welcome to Corporate Strategy Podcast. It could have been an email, but wait. Welcome to the water cooler. It's a podcast and a podcast. We're not talking about corporate strategy today. We're just taking it easy around the water cooler. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> What is the plan here? So, uh, welcome to the Water Cooler, Clark. It's a podcast and a podcast, as the uh, as the intro should have let you know. We are going to talk about other things beyond work on this episode. It's going to be a chill, cool time. It's going to be 20 minutes of a cool drink of water from a blue plastic bubbler. <laughs> How does this make you feel, Clark? Everyone's going to be so confused. Wait, there's, there's things outside of work? There are. What? I know this is going to be really difficult for you, specifically. Oh my. Wait. I don't have to talk about meetings and just repeat myself over and over again all day long. Huh. You, you know, ironically, I was I was really trying to uh, schedule one of our uh, extended family to come on here and talk about either sales support or marketing. And because of your chaotic schedule and their chaotic schedule, I could not find any alignment. <laughs> so I was just like, nah, next week, new job, <laughs> new pod. Let's go. But you know what? This week we're just hanging out. I'm just cool hanging out at the water cooler. So, so I had a, I had a story I wanted to share with you, um, it, kind of around the end of my job, but also uh, kind of just chaotic nightmare. So I had the worst nightmare of my life two nights ago, and I'm still like oh, no. not recovering from it. Oh no! Is this so, all just anxiety driven from leaving your job? It actually kind of. You're, you're kind of on the mark. You'll actually see exactly what was driving. Okay. Um, so. I have basically postponed looking for a new job or work during this transition phase because I was held by a contract called long-term cash incentive that I would get a nice little bonus payout if I stayed till a certain date, right? Uh, That certain date is actually today. Um, Oh my gosh. we'll (laughs) We'll get to the closure in a minute. But two nights ago, I had this dream and there's also been just a little bit of confusion just about the payout and, you know, termination status and all these things as I've been going through this process is like, there was just a little bit of, will they, won't they, will he get paid this thing that he's worked a year for? Um, That's terrifying. So I had the worst nightmare of my life and like, it's still, it gives me chills thinking about it, but I was, I, I was basically in a college I didn't go to. And I was staying in a dorm I didn't, I don't, I never lived in. And my entire life was hacked by this just malicious little hacker 
like I couldn't get into my phone. I couldn't get into my bank account. Nothing. He had stolen all of my money. And then I, I was like frantically just trying to get access to the police, a landline, my bank, something to get access to my funds, my life, everything, which this kind of parallels something that actually happened to me three years ago, but it wasn't, it wasn't this extreme. It wasn't this dire. So in the dream, I finally get a hold of someone else's phone and I call my bank. And as I'm talking to the bank, the bank's like, oh, excuse me, sir, do you mind if I FaceTime you? I need to show you something on my screen. And then hmm. I, I turn on FaceTime and it's the guy who stole all my money. And then he the shows me his monitor that just has a big old FU on it. And I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh, no, I can't escape. It was terrible. This is awful. I actually woke up like screaming. <laughs> so, oh my God. That's how bad this was. It was terrifying. It was a terrifying nightmare. I went and got some water. I checked my bank account like <laughs> three in the morning. You were like in a panic at three yeah, in the dude. morning. Holy oh, it was cow. terrible. Um, I went back to sleep and guess what? The nightmare continued. It, it no continued way. On. He, uh, he actually like bumped into me, dressed up as the mailman. And then I realized, here's, here's <laughs> the messed up part. Here's the just buck wild awful issue of, of this David Lynchian dream. When I saw him, in the mailman attire, I could immediately identify who this person was. Clark, do you know who it was? Oh no! Is it like, is it like someone we we know? Is it like a famous person? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm really, it's, it's someone we know. Curious. It's someone who hosts the corporate po- strategy podcast. It was me. It was dog. me. It was me. It was I you. was the guy who stole my own money in my own dream, but it was like a twin of me. Oh, it was terrifying. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to say it was me, and I was like, wow, we might have some pent-up therapy no. we need to go to. <laughs> no, Clark, it would never be you. You would be the knight in shining armor who comes and kills my evil doppelganger. That's that's how that would but go. But it's you. Man, do, should we dissect this? Do we dude, need to, like, step through this dream? Uh, I mean, please, by all means. Uh, I know it was caused by this loathing fear that I wasn't going to get paid my LTCI. I know right. that was it. Um, which I did, you know, happy ending. I got, I got a really nice paycheck today. Thank goodness. Oh, sigh of relief. I'm going to sleep so well tonight, but what a dream. What, like, dissect it. Tell me, what what does it mean? No, no, that's insane. So as someone who doesn't remember their dreams, I know I dream, but I only remember for about a split second when I wake up and then it's gone. I I don't remember like if I dreamt what it was and I, I certainly don't have bad dreams. I can't even remember Maybe seven, eight years ago, I had a bad dream, but I, I generally don't remember my dream. So yours sounds extremely vivid, which is really oh, interesting to me. I, I um, remember like just every detail of this location, the person, like the trick he pulled and all the little technology I had to interface with. Like it was one of the most vivid dreams I've had in a long, long time. Usually I have like ephemeral fleeting memories. This was just yeah. like extended, could remember the whole thing when I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's take it from the top. You were in a college in yes. a dorm room. Yes, that is so rant. Like I'm, tr- I don't even know what to connect that to. Maybe really that's weird, like, right? maybe that's like a metaphor for like beginning your like corporate career life, like where you didn't really have other responsibilities at the time. It's like your first major things that are happening to you, which are a little like big and scary. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then I think a lot of them are, you know, your your stuff is being hacked. You're worried about losing that security, you know, maybe worried about losing that that LTCI. So I think all the hacker stuff makes sense is you're like, I'm just not going to, you know, and maybe the actual hacker, I know you said it was you, but maybe it really is 
the current company because you were so concerned. So that yeah. was like metaphorically, even though it was you, as you previously at this company and you weren't getting what you were entitled to and they were just locking you up from everything. So it was just fear of falling off that cliff and a disconnection from everything that was there previously. I feel like you just blew it wide open because that <laughs> that me being the company makes a lot of sense because I've heard from many people many times that I am the face of my current company. Oh, so absolutely. the fact that this malicious entity had my face, that's yeah. there's a tie there, Clark. That's I good. for sure. Jeez. And then the, maybe the mailman is like, you know, the mailman is kind of random, but I wonder mm-hmm. if it's just like you were expecting communication over email and it's just tying up into like right. delivering mail in general. And then it's you as the company again, when you saw the face and you're like, that's me, big shock. And truly it's just the company. Dude. Ooh, I think this that, is deep. That, that is deep. I feel like somehow you just completely analyzed my dream in a way better way than I, I was just like, <laughs> oh, this is just really bad stress <laughs> making me crazy. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah, the college thing is like random though. I don't I don't know. I just yeah. kind of threw something in the dark there. I, I totally get the you as the company thing though. I can totally see that being a very relevant like parallel <laughs> to the history. Yeah. The the weird oh. thing about the college thing and my dreams in general, the thing I remember most about all of my dreams is the location. Generally huh. the locations in my dreams are places I've been to or they're remixes of places I've been to in my life. And I can always instantly identify them. The college in this dream was one that I didn't go to. It's a large city school. You, you'll know instantly by that description what it is. Okay, yep. <laughs> and the dorm I'd actually never seen before in my life. So really weird for me to fabricate something completely new and kind of random in this dream space like this. It was very, I would say it was like a low income dorm. Like it almost felt kind of poverty, third world. Uh, just by the look of it, which is weird, uh, you know, again, that's, it's a weird place for me to go to, but yeah, yeah dude, it was strange. strange. Also, cow. uh, huh. if there's thunder in the background, it's thundering here. So apologies. Yeah. I, I don't in, hear anything. I'm not in a war zone. Good, <laughs> good. The, uh, the sound technology is doing, it's doing its job again. So Clark, since wow. we're at this water cooler, I just took a, a, a cool drink of water. What's good in your life right now? What's give me something, good? Give me something good. What is good? You know, family life is great. Yeah. Yeah, we're uh, we're doing really well. You yeah. Know? Just hanging out. You know, our relationship is awesome. You know, the pets are great. Pets are great. So in general, and you know, I've been thinking about this a lot. Yeah. Is you know, there's there's a lot of things in your career that you'll be like trying to chase after money. Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking about my situation a lot. I'm like, you know, I could easily go to like any kind of other company and like make more money, most likely. But is that what I want to do? Because I kind of know what it takes to be successful. I see a promotion coming up in the future and I'm like, is it even worth it? You know, I'm, I'm like pretty, I, I work a lot, but it's not like, it's, it's like I have a sense of control. And there's something comforting about that because I know how to handle the situations at work. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know I if do. that makes sense. It's like, I, I could leave and probably work less hours and, you know, grass is always greener. And once you get to a few places in your career, you realize it's not always the case. Mm-hmm. There's something that's kind of nice about just knowing the status quo, even if it's a lot, because it's like I can tackle all these situations. It's just a lot of tedious crap 
and waiting it out to the next promotion is probably worth it rather than trying to like just jump to a random place where I got to learn everything again. I got to meet everybody again. I got to, you know, make the right connections and find out how to, how to be successful. Like, it's just kind of nice to know this is coming up and I'm like, I'm in a pretty good spot. I'm I like okay that. with this. I like the self-satisfaction there. I have a, I have a yeah. question for you, Clark. Have you gone fishing recently? I have not. You know, I did maybe three weeks ago. And honestly, I think that's, that's part of it, too. I just haven't been getting out as much. Yeah. I need to do that. Like, obviously, with friends and stuff, but just to, like, yourself. I think there's something important to have those moments. Absolutely. So, I have not been doing that as much, unfortunately. But I really need to. I was going to go today. But, yeah? like you said, it's... Is this, it's gonna is this interrupting your fishing time? No, no, no. <laughs> please. Please. Meetings galore. <laughs> I wish it was fishing time. That would have been incredible. <laughs> to your uh, to your point, though, I, I totally get the the comfort in control, and I think that was actually one of the things that when I really started to feel dissatisfaction in the role I'm leaving, it's when I lost control. And I actually had a conversation right. with my boss about that yesterday. Just like I got, I kind of apologized because partly I gave up control. I said, you know what, these people are going to walk all over me. I'm just going to do what they want, and and that right. was that. And I think that put me in a worse place and led to a worse outcome than had I continued to push back and be my feisty little self. So <laughs> you having control and not wanting to give that up for, for you know, uh, a, a roll of the dice somewhere else, I totally respect that. I think control yeah, is... but it's weird. It's like... It's part of the CAC. It's not autonomous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if, we, if we say CAC, it's like, it's not... What's weird, though, I don't have autonomy. You know, it's pretty top down in terms of our decision making. But it's still like I know the status quo. Some people, yeah. I guess you could say it's settling, but it's like I know there's opportunity moving forward and I know there's compensation that comes with it. So it's like I'm almost just saying I'm okay. I'm all right where I am at this moment and we'll kind of see how things go, which is interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it definitely is. Uh, and it's safe too, right? Like, you know, yeah. you can kind of hang out, see what happens, take the thing that's right for you when the right thing comes. Right. And it's not complacency because it's like, I see the challenge ahead and I could, and I know like I, I probably won't be at this place for more than another two years at most. Yeah. But it's still, it's still nice to know like, okay, yeah, you know, right now it's all right. <laughs> so I, I don't know that I felt that in a while, but it's, it's kind of nice to be in that state. So that's what I've been thinking about lately. It's a great state to be in. I mean, I, I think anytime, I mean, this is kind of Buddhist in a way, right? Like that you're, you want to get past acknowledge that suffering exists and it, it's learning to deal with suffering and finding happiness yeah. around the suffering. Like you, you're there, man. That's, that's honestly like the thing that everyone everywhere should shoot for, no matter what their situation is, is, is finding that happiness. I struggle with that, but yeah. you've got that comfort. I think man, it's a dangerous balance though. I think it's like, cause you don't want to be in that state for too long. Right. You know, like I think the thing is, is that I think there's, like leadership growth happening, but from like a capability standpoint, I actually don't think I'm progressing at all. So I think you, I think this is like a careful balance that people need to strike where it's like, you don't want to get stuck in that for like the next 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> I think you still need to be trying to find that next challenge and you know, what's going to be, you know, the right opportunity for you next. But I think it's nice to like have that, you know, just for a moment to be like, all right, yeah, compensation's fine. You know, home life is good and I can kind of know what to expect. So I really like my preparation time for things, maybe this is what it is. Even though I have so many meetings, I know how to prep for all of them. So it's not really like, oh, I've got to like scramble and figure out how to present this to this person. It's like, 
I know what to do for yeah. 90% of my situations right now. And that's kind of a nice feeling to be like, I've just, I just know what I need to do. Whether it's a good situation or a bad situation, I know how to handle it. And that's a good the feeling. master your domain. It, that, is, that is kind of what it feels like. But it's a dangerous one because I don't want to be in that state for too long. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's the whole like, it, uh, if you're comfortable for too long, you, you find yourself complacent with comfort. Yeah. And that's exactly. not a good place to be. Like, it's good to experience some adversity, some challenge. I mean, that's why challenge is part of the CAC. I think that was like a really good push by you to make challenge part of CAC. But if you aren't experiencing any discomfort and all you experience is just autopilot, smooth sailing, easy going, yeah. that becomes dissatisfying, which I think is really bad because yeah. there's nothing I love more than, you know, I take my dogs for a walk and I just kind of sit and stare at a tree and think like, I can just breathe. I can just breathe and take a moment and enjoy this, right. this peace, this comfort, this calm. But if I was constantly staring at trees, I might go crazy. You know, like it's, yeah. it's all about everything in moderation. And I think comfort and happiness and enjoyment is also things that should be moderated with challenge and work and not, not exactly suffering, but you know, you should push yourself to learn new things, to do new things and find yourself outside of your comfort zone for right. the betterment of your mind. But there's nothing wrong with also enjoying comfort. You especially, Clark, you work like a, like a fiend, a mad, rabid fiend who has meetings, <laughs> just nonstop to no end, ceaseless meetings. You deserve all the comfort in the world, Clark. I would give it to you <laughs> if I could. It's funny. You're, you're too kind, one. But also, uh, I, I feel like it's something like the outside of work things are going well. And that's where I'm kind of finding the challenge, if that makes sense. Like, you know, I'm still striving to learn outside of yeah. the work domain and the place I'm working now. And I'm doing a lot of exciting, like side things that I think are fulfilling that gap for me, if that makes sense. So I think mm -hmm. that's part, we're just having self-reflection right now during this water cooler talk. But yeah, 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 I yeah. think that's part of it. It's like those things are satisfying the needs that I used to have for like the workplace. That's good. And now I kind of just work as like work as like I'm gamifying it and trying to get in and out as much as possible. But it's like I'm not stressed about it. I'm like, all right. right, it's there, but I know how to manage it and I know how to make the other things in my life go really well. And I know where I'm finding the challenge and how I can kind of optimize my, work, my workflow. And there's a good feeling about that. Yeah. And I think I, that's what's interesting. I think I'm almost the opposite of you in that regard uh, where yeah. I look for my work to provide me with the mental challenge. Especially, you know, in technical marketing and marketing technology, yeah. you just have to be learning and keeping up with trends and new right. things all the time, which just stretches my brain to the limit. Uh, this <laughs> this new role I'm going into, super excited about it because it's even more technical in the marketing space. So it really gives me the opportunity to, to get my hands dirty in technology and thinking about how you talk about it to other people. But in my home right. life, I just kind of want to veg. The I would say yeah. that the diversity in my home life comes from like going from playing Elden Ring to transitioning into Gran Turismo 7. You know, like that's my right. that's where my challenge comes from is action RPG to racing sim. You know, I'm going to diversify yeah. that way. But I I don't know, like work is where I try to push the limit and home is where I recover from the work. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I it's think funny I have good, the like... opposite. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny is like, I don't feel, and I guess this is probably a big piece of it too, is like, I don't feel like 
I'm sacrificing that veg time or that important family time yeah. to do those things outside of the work day. Like, I feel like I have a good balance and control over the day where it's like, all right, there's a portion of that dedicated towards outside the work stuff, whether it be fitness, whether it be, you know, whatever side projects I have going on and doing all that. And then it's like, all right, I step into work and I know what to do. I don't need to prep for hours before it. I prep 10 minutes before every meeting and I can get things done ahead of time. So I'm like, okay, I've got everything kind of scheduled. And then it's like after work, I can be like, all right, I'm done. Like that was cover everything for the day. I can have good family time and veg time and relax. So, you know, it could just be too, about four weeks ago, I started a new workout program and I've been feeling really good from it. So that yeah. could be a big piece of it too. <laughs> let's, let's, end, let's end it there. I want to know your workout program. Yeah. So it's mainly about, it's like a, a lean bodybuilding program okay not like to get ripped right but it's just about how do you increase your your physical aesthetic okay on a scale of of ripped shredded and jacked what are you aiming for (laughs) first of all i hate all of those it would be nice to be ripped though um but in a maintainable way like i don't want to be like the two percent body fat people but i'd like to be you know between that 10 and 15 that'd be nice okay okay so yeah, something reasonable, you know, that you can actually maintain for long periods of time. So it's just been, I haven't done like a, since COVID really, because obviously all the gym shut down. I haven't done any like programs because it's just, it's different when your whole home gym is, it's at home and right. you don't have access to everything. So this is my first one I think I've been on. I think that's exciting for me too. Cause it's like, now I get to challenge myself physically to try to meet those goals. Cause I, as we've all talked about, I do love fitness and I used to be an athlete. So that's important to me too. And I always find to, I feel better whenever I have some, some sort of structure rather than just winging it or coming up with something of my own. So what is your cool. end goal? A, like what, what, how do you know when you've, when you've reached the place you want to be at with this routine? Yeah. So typically you set like a weight goal that is going to be in this case, lean for you. So like I know where I want to be weight wise, and it's about I'd say twelve pounds off from where I am. Just shredding down some of it. So I think that's going to be the end goal. But the program is a twelve week program, and I'm four weeks in, and I think it feels good to be like, all right, I've maintained this type of workout. It's like an hour workout for five days a week, so it's pretty intense. You only get two days off. You got to structure them right. But yeah, I don't know. There's something rewarding about kind of getting back to what I used to do a lot. So I don't know. Maybe that's part of it too. Let me. Uh, Things are good. Just Those a personal personal advice here. I I row three times a week. I do one long row, hour long, and then I do two shorter, like thirty to forty minute rows. Should I up that to four? Should I should I do <laughs> a fourth? I mean, two days off. That's a lot. That's that's or that's not a lot of time. Yeah. You know, it also depends what your goals are. You know, I think stay alive. An hour long row, not not die a horrible. <laughs> Un- unhealthy death <laughs> yeah an hour-long row is a long row like long the most row. all row is like 15 minutes or 20 no that's a lie like 25 minutes is like a long row for me but i like to mix it up and like i want to i guess it depends like what your goals are if you're trying to lean down or just stay generally fit generally Probably a fit. couple rows a week is, is good i prefer to do something daily and stay active even if it's like on my rest days i'll go for a long walk hmm. like i recommend that to everybody I don't think you can think of working out as like a, I do it three days a week and that's it. It's like every day you should be active to some regard. And then there should be days where you have more activity, just like you said. So what I would encourage you to do is on your days where you're not rowing, you're going for a long walk or something different than rowing. I think I lost you, Clark. The mic is, Uh, the mic has cut out again. You're, you're right. Am I back? 
You're back now. Okay. But I, okay. I think well, the I listeners your, that your takeaway was to take a long walk. <laughs> Love that. And I try to do that when I don't row. So yeah. I, I, I would double say, down on advocating for the long walk. Days that you are not rowing, you should still be doing something active. Yeah. So go for a walk, you know, go for a hike with the family, whatever you do, you know, find, I think it's a lifestyle thing that fitness is all about. You can't think of it as I do with the row three times a week. So because I'm rowing three times a week, I'm healthy. Right. Like you got to think of it as every day you need to be active to some extent. That's just healthy living. And then there should be days where you push yourself a little bit with those rows. And stay hydrated. Drink water. Water is good for you. Especially oh, yeah. when it comes from the water cooler, which you've been listening to. It's a podcast within a <laughs> podcast on corporate strategy. The podcast that could have been an email. Thank you again, Clark, for playing along today. I have no idea if this is a good episode or not. I love when we just wing it. I hope it was uh, fun for someone to listen to anyway. Uh, I hope so as well. And I know we have listeners. We actually just hit a thousand downloads. So go us. Yeah. Big numbers. Thank you for being part of that thousand or or multiple parts of that thousand. Chances are you've listened to more than one episode. If you want to reach out, you know where to find us. At Corporate Strats on Twitter. Questions at CorporateStrategy.biz on email or on our LinkedIn's. I'm Bruce Bangers. He's Clark Cheddar Movements. You can find us there. We are alive. We are well. We will talk to you. Uh, that's it for this week. We'll get back to our regular scheduled program talking about teams in different compositions or different organizations next week. But until then, I'm Bruce. And I'm Clark. And you're on mute. We will see you then. <laughs>